Well, I'm so excited this morning to bring the Word. And um, yeah, what days we're living in, hey? I know everyone talks about it all the time, but it's hard not to when it's what's going on in the world. And, you know, there's crazy tension going on at the moment. And not just with COVID, with many different things. All you need to do is look on Instagram for one second or accidentally hit Google and blah, it's just in your face everywhere. And there's lots being exposed and lots being talked about. And and it can be very overwhelming at times. And I even find myself being overwhelmed at times, like, oh gosh, like there's just so much at the moment. But I want to bring a word this morning that will hopefully encourage you and also be a bit of an answer in the midst of this craziness. And a scripture that has always been dear to my heart is in 1 Corinthians and it's the love passage, which I'm sure you've all heard. And at the very end of it, it says this, it says, love never fails. And I always hold on to that scripture when I don't know what else to do. (laughs) When I'm like, what is the answer here, Jesus? What is it for us to do as believers? There's so much we could say, there's so much we could do, but at the end of the day, this scripture always pops up in my heart, love never fails. It can't fail. If we love, we're doing a great job and God will use it. And I wanna weave that into my message this morning. So if you've got your Bibles, I want you to open to Philippians 2, verse one to four. If you're on Zoom, why don't you grab your Bible and open it up? If you're in the room, open it up or you can read it on screen. And I wanna read this passage to you. Philippians 2 says this. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Let each day of you let, sorry, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, be in one heart, same love, full accord, one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. I believe that this is the answer to the day and the times that we are living in. That we are no, um, you know, selfishness is not a mystery to us as humankind. It's not like, what is this mysterious selfishness? We are all very aware of selfishness. It's become quite highlighted, I think, during the pandemic. I mean, the toilet paper situation is hard to really believe, but it happened. And there was a second wave of it just not that long ago. I mean, I read an article that said this one guy bought 5,400 rolls of toilet paper. And then when the stores started to stock it up again, he took it back to Coles and tried to get a refund. I mean, what is 
is wrong with people? Hopefully that was no one in this room. I know it wasn't because you're all great, great people. But I'm like, what is going through people's minds? I actually saw a video and I'm sure someone else in this room has seen this and I'm not the only weirdo watching these things of two women literally having a punch up in coals over toilet paper. Did you see that, Tyler? Okay, you and me, the only strange people in the room watching these videos. But like, it's, it's actually hard to believe that this is going on. But this is sadly our human nature. We do in times, especially in these sorts of times, our selfishness comes out and it's all about us and what I can gain. And we need to be able to flip that on its head as believers and not live the same narrative as the world is living. We're living in a selfie generation. Guess how many selfies are taken every single day and posted online? 93 million. 93 million selfies are taken every single day and posted online. If you don't know what a selfie is, I'll show you later. (laughs) Just come see me. No, I'm kidding. Don't come see me. Um, 93 million. Sadly, the biggest culprit of this is females, girls, and a specific generation, 16 to 25-year-old females. And they're estimating that they spend five hours a week taking selfies. I mean... We're just living in this self-absorbed world. And it's, it's hard to comprehend, but also not at the same time, because that is our human nature. And every single one of us have this a part of us. But the moment we step into Christ and we become a believer, it's like there's a new narrative that Jesus wants to thread through who we are. And there's a new stream and a new way of living that he wants us to grab a hold of. And this is it. And that's what it's saying here in this scripture. Don't do anything out of selfish ambition. That basically just means, selfish ambition means to put yourself forward at any cost possible. Don't do anything out of selfish ambition or conceit. This word conceit here means pride. Don't be so prideful. Don't be so full of selfish ambition. I love the word that it says here. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. Because I do even believe there are sometimes you think that you're doing something good, but it's still coming from a place of pride. I'm so much better than them. I'm going to do this for them. Or or I'm going to do it out of my own selfishness so I can look good. But, he's, but the Bible's saying here, no, don't do anything out of this. Even if it looks good, if it's coming from a bad place, let's not do that. Instead, let's get to a place of humility where we humble ourselves and we put other people first. You know, pride is a very destructive force for ourselves and for other people. It actually makes us an enemy of God. It says in the Bible that he resists the proud. It's almost like he's like, ooh. Don't know if you've ever been around someone that's really prideful and it's just like, ooh. It's kind of hard to take. And he's like, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He pours it out on the humble. 
And he wants us to live this way. He doesn't want us to be living the same way that the world is living. He wants us as believers to start to live a different way, a way that is not about us. And hear me when I say this, I'm not talking about self-care. I'm not talking about rest. That's a different issue. I'm talking about selfish ambition and conceit that we can lay that down and live a life of humility and putting other people first. You know, I read this interesting article as I was preparing this message for you and basically this group of people that work in mental health went to a famous doctor and they said to this doctor, if you knew someone was was at the point of a mental breakdown, what would you say to them to help? And he said, without hesitation, he said, I would tell them to leave their house, lock their door, Go find someone in need and help that person. And I found that so interesting. He wasn't a Christian, he wasn't a believer, but he even knew that it's important for us to look outward from ourselves. That if all we're doing is living for ourselves, that we're actually not even gonna help ourselves and nobody else. But the thing with Jesus is that anything he asks us to do is never detrimental for ourselves. As we look out, to others humbly, putting other people before ourselves, helping one another. Not only does it bless them and help them, but it blesses us. It pulls us out of things that we're going through ourselves. He never asks us to do something that's detrimental to ourselves. It's for you and it's for others. I love in this scripture, it says, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. He makes it very simple. I love the Bible. He's like, what's interests other people? What is the other people's interests? Let's just Bless that. Let's just speak into that. Let's just encourage that in somebody's life. Let's put that interest above your own interests. It's not a hard, difficult thing. It's just starting to see things differently. It's a shift in your perspective. There's two ways you can walk into a room. You can walk into a room and say, here I am, life of the party, come talk to me. Or you can walk into a room and say, there you are. There you are, there you are, there you are, there you are, Zoom, there you are. It's a perspective shift. It's not here I am, it's there you are. It's seeing people. It's opening our eyes. It's opening our hearts to see other people. The thing with this though that I love the most about this scripture is that it says we need to be in one heart, one mind, one love, one accord. That I truly believe that there will be a Christian revolution if we can actually do this together in unity. Not just one person getting this revelation and being like, I'm gonna live a life to bless other people so I'm not as significant that I'm interested in other people, not just one person, but all together unified doing this. 
It says, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. We need to get on board together in this. We need to do this together as a community, as a church, as believers, that we're all on board with this. Not just like, yeah, Pastor Alan, Jess, you can go and do that. Or yes, you know, Ruby and Mitch, you guys go and do that. Or, you know, just some of the team, but no, all together, unified, in one accord, in one mind, in one heart, in one love, together doing this. That is where the revolution happens, when we're unified. And pride will try and break up unity. That's what it does. And that's why it's so important we get rid of that out of ourselves. It's not pointing it out in other people. It's looking internally and being like, I do have a bit of selfishness. I do have a bit of pride. And none of us are exempt from it. I'm talking to myself right now. But that we would lay that down and humility, 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 you know what I'm trying to say, humbly, (laughs) help me Jesus, Humbly come together, unified, one mind, one heart, one love, one purpose, one passion to see other people loved upon because love never fails. At the beginning of the pandemic, I know everyone is overhearing that word, um, I found this kind of new rhythm with Jesus. I started doing walks mainly to get out of the house because it was getting a bit crazy with homeschooling and kids and, you know, you know what it's like. You're all in the same boat. Um, And so I started doing these walks around our local lake and I found this new rhythm with Jesus and I was just loving it. And my very first walk as I was going on, the Lord spoke to me very clearly out of Isaiah 60. And I want to read this to you this morning. I feel like it is a prophetic word for this season that we are in. And it says this in Isaiah 60 verse one, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people, but the Lord will rise upon you and His glory will be seen upon you and nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. Your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people, but the Lord will rise upon you. The Lord is rising upon you. Upon you, each and every single one of you in this room. He's rising upon you to be the answer, to be the hands, to be the feet, to bring love and kindness into people's worlds. He's anointed you for it. But it's not some heavy burden that you have to carry because the thing I love about this passage, it says that the nations will come to you, that they gather together and they come to you 
It's just in your day to day, as you're walking it out and people come across your path, they are your moments to shine the light of Jesus. They are your moments to be His hands and His feet and to have a new narrative. Can I give some encouragement to someone in the room today? It says that your sons will come from afar. And your daughters will be carried on the hip. You know, next to this scripture in my Bible, I was writing names of people that used to be in the house of God and aren't anymore. I believe there are sons and daughters that are gonna return to the house of God. People that you've been praying for. Maybe they are actually physical sons and daughters of yours. But maybe they are friends or parents or people you know, sons and daughters of the King. I believe they're gonna return that they're going to return. But there's a key in this scripture in order for all this amazingness to happen. And it's this very first line. It says, arise and shine. Arise and shine. There's a lot of rising at the moment and it's not all good. And it's important that we don't arise and be the same as that. It's important that firstly, we do arise. Some of you actually need to physically arise in your spirit, in your heart. You need to arise and realise that God has anointed and appointed you in this season to love on somebody, to reach out to somebody. You need to arise, but don't just arise the same as the world's narrative. Arise and shine. Shine the love of Jesus. It's very easy to arise in negativity, to arise in sadness, to arise in a narrative that is not kingdom narrative. But we are to arise humbly. We are to arise in faith. We are to arise in love. We are to arise in joy. We are to arise with Jesus, step by step together and shine His light. I'll never forget in the midst of all this, Lord speaking to me about this passage, we were having a day during COVID and I'm like, let's just get out of the house for an hour for our exercise time down at the beach. So I took the kids for a swim. And as we're down at having a swim, one of the school mums walked past and she's like, Kaylee, I'm like, oh, hey. We had a quick chat and she said to me, how are you going? And as I was literally about to say, oh my gosh, it's been so hard. Homeschooling and kids and both trying to work and it's just been crazy. But literally as I was going to say those words, I remembered this scripture and I changed my narrative. I said, we're doing good. I said, we're, we've both got our jobs. We've both got our families. We're all healthy. I'm thankful, you know, I'm very thankful for where we're at. And her face kind of changed. She's like, oh, she's like, you're the first person that has said that. She's like, and she said to me, they know we're believers. They know we go to church. They know Daniel works at church. She goes, oh, your faith must really help you in these times. And she said, does your faith help? And I said, of course. It says, all about my faith. And it was just this little moment, this little seed, and then she walked off. But I just got this, I was reminded 
by the Holy Spirit, just that our narrative can actually change things and that we need to arise not the same as everybody else. God's not looking for you to arise the same. He's looking for you to arise in the kingdom ways. He's looking for you to arise and shine, to shine the love of Jesus. Let's not do things out of selfish ambition or conceit, but let's together in one accord, in one heart, in one mind, in one love, humbly, firstly come before Jesus, but then secondly, humbly come before people. In this passage in Isaiah, it says, lift up your eyes all around and see. We're never gonna see people if we live our lives like this. Even on my walks I've been doing, I felt like the Lord saying, lift up your head because I walk like this. I don't look at people. I wasn't looking at people. I was just, and it's funny, just as you start to lift your head, you start to see people. You start to smile at people. You start to engage and connect with people. You start to see people who God wants you to see, people He's bringing upon your path. There'll be people for you to love on that I will never know, that I will never reach, but they're for you to reach. There'll be people for you to see, people He's put in your world to see, but you will only see them as you lift up your head and you open your eyes and you position yourself humbly before Jesus to be used by Him. We need a revolution. The world is crying out for it. There is great tension and many evil things being exposed. And now is our time to arise and to shine. To arise and shine. His ways, His love in one accord, all together. Shining the love of Jesus, amen.